Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Today's guest on the podcast is someone who has been a mentor of mine long before we ever actually spoke one-on-one. He holds a BA in business and a master's in education, is a world-renowned coach, having helped numerous individuals overcome the obstacles they face in life by identifying the unconscious stories hindering their development as human beings, the founder of one of my all-time favorite companies, Procabulary, which provides the tools and resources necessary to assist individuals and organizations alike in utilizing the power of language to effectively reach their goals, a professional speaker, a martial artist, and last but definitely not least, a TEDx speaker. Please help me in welcoming my good buddy and language Jedi himself, Mark England, to the show. That's quite the intro, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you, man. Well, I mean, you know, you're a, you're a man of many talents, so I had to make sure to include them all in there. And it was pretty long. That's <laughs> uh, a lot of pressure. I hope I live up to the, the, up, up to the hype. Oh, I have no doubt you will, my man. <laughs> How are you, man? What's cooking? Uh, I'm doing great, man. Just doing great. Trying to survive all the craziness going on in the world right now, you know. But other than that, I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing well, too, man. Um Life, uh, life. There, there's, there's a, there's a little bit of weirdness going on out there. Um, you know, <laughs> may, maybe even take out the word a little. Right. <laughs> and, and then there's also, there's also life. So, you know, my day today. What did I do? I did um, two coaching calls for the, our our current coaching certification. Uh, chatted with one of my business partners. Um, See, I've got this call with you, and mm-hmm. then uh, and then a podcast with with someone that was on the first certification, a guy named Nick Mayer. He works with kids at the Youth Academy in in, in Melbourne, and um, and a lot of all those conversations, man, they they revolve around language, yeah. words. It's it's so crazy, man. And you know, I know for me right now, this has really been a great opportunity to just slow down and kind of you know smell the roses, as they say. You know, and I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the. The, the silver lining of all of this going on right now is that I know for me, life has just been a whirlwind. And I know for yourself, you know, traveling a lot and everything, it's probably the same way. So that's something I've been, you know, noticing is actually a good thing coming out of this. For sure. And, um, you know, stopping and smelling the roses, uh, allowing ourselves to, to see things, observe things that are, that are, that are beautiful. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. That's that's a that's a total thing. I was uh, I was on a group call with uh, it's, it's called Synapse. Uh, it's a social networking professional networking group out of Richmond, Virginia. Oh, cool. And um, yeah, we had about twenty people on a call. I got on there for twenty minutes and just and just talked about uh, self care. Really, you know yeah. what what we what I, I asked people you know, raise your hand. If doubling your current level of stress, this is just a few days ago, would be a problem. Everybody raise their hand. Uh, raise your hand if cutting your current level of stress in half would be a good thing. Guess how many people raise their hand? I guess all of them. <laughs> Everybody did. And then, and then I said, give yourself if you if you can give yourself a C plus or above in self care. Raise your hand, and they did. And some people did, some people didn't. And we went around and talked about 
what they were doing. A lot of people were saying, you know, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm slowing down. I slowed down. I'm actually taking naps. Two people said that. I'm actually wow. taking naps now. That's Someone huge. says it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. One person talked about going on walks. That person was me. Um, <laughs> another person talked about uh, uh, watching funny movies. Interesting. And then I told the story of uh, one of my friends. He's a you, you know exactly what the, the steel mace is. It's a workout tool. It looks like some something that, you know, cavemen would be fighting each other with a million trillion years ago. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a metal bar with a steel ball on the end and you could do all kinds of stuff with it. Those are amazing. Middle of la- they're amazing, dude. Middle of last week, uh, we had we had beautiful weather. I think it was on take out the think it was on it was on Wednesday, Wednesday of last week. A buddy of mine stopped by the farm and he taught my two nieces a steel mace class. And the weather's beautiful. There's a perfect breeze. The 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 flowers are coming off one of the dogwood trees. And I'm, I'm just watching this and, you know, the headlines are you know, chaos and carnage and impending doom. And you know, whether that happens or not or something in between, it's likely going to be something in between. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm watching I'm watching the, the, the kids play. And it was it was it was it was beyond refreshing. It revived me. So a little bit of that goes a long way, whether the coronavirus is, you know, dropping on our heads or or just, you know, maybe it's something you know maybe you just haven't gone maybe you haven't laughed in a while you know, maybe someone hasn't gone on a vacation in a while giving ourselves a little bit of beauty putting beauty back in our life um it's a good good thing to do yeah i couldn't agree more i mean one of the best things i've taken from our coaching program is you know just taking walks by myself mm. and just really allowing my mind to just dump you know because especially with no technology either you know that was a big point that i hadn't done before because i'd usually keep the phone on me you know what if, you know what if someone calls you know but really leaving that phone behind was the answer uh to really getting a lot more out of my active meditation times you know where that came from where so core language upgrade vocabulary's online course you're taking it right yes or you've yep. you've, ta- you've taken yep. it yep um so we shoot that in early 2015, and uh, I, I was at my edge uh, with, with with that sh- with that shooting with that mm-hmm. with that filming. What I mean by that is, excuse me, I've grown up uh, under under the tutelage of, of of my father, who's a great guy. Love him, one of my heroes, football player, small business owner. And he's also famous for his scowl. When 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 the chips are down, he's scowling. <laughs> when things are okay, he's scowling. When everything's fantastic, he's scowling. It's actually called the England scowl. And uh, and and so uh, I I take that on, and then I get into hard style martial arts, and and, they, and it gets even harder. And then I move over to Thailand, thinking I'm going to be you know something in the kickboxing world, and I bust my knee all up again and and now that that stops and my face gets locked <laughs> crazy <laughs> to think about if, if looking back I, just, I didn't i didn't laugh or smile for a year dude you're the master of poker faces is what you're it saying it was worse than poker face it was <laughs> it was it was it was pucker face uh. it was lemon it was like i was sucking on a lemon i was just 
I was just bitter, dude. Yeah. And and uh, it took me a while to unlearn that. And even even in presentations, people would say, you know, you're just so intense. I took that as a compliment until I took out the first two letters of that last word. You're so tense. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, ouch. That's not fun anymore. That's not a compliment anymore. That's not something that's that's uh hmm, that's something to really consider. So anyway, going getting back to the walking, after we finish up, the, the shoot the shooting core language upgrade seriously took two twice as long as it could have. If I had been more dexterous and warm and and able to hold a smile longer. At the end of shooting it, my business partner said, you know what, Mark, if you learn to smile more, procabulary will succeed. Because mm. there's the tech not I know, right? That's a, That's a huge... crazy thing for someone to say to you. Yeah. That was a crazy thing for someone that that was a crazy thing for me to hear and know that he was right. Yeah. And so I think to myself, I go, you know what? If that's all I have to do is to learn to authentically smile more, because I had it in me. It was there was just there was just so much physical rigidity still left in my body from 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 my years of just doing everything the hard way. Yeah. And so I said, okay, uh, I'm gonna start going on walks, and I'm gonna start practicing smiling. It was the goofiest thing in the world, dude. <laughs> Seriously, just so awkward and goofy and weird. And I walked. I walked every morning for over four years. And most mornings, still, I still do that because it is such a great way to, uh, to just stay centered. Yeah, you know, to unlock your inner self. I mean, really. Thank you. Yeah, it's. I mean, for me, I know it's been something I do every morning because it's it's great to get outside and ground yourself anyway. But mm. you know, vitamin D and everything, especially up here, you know, Massachusetts, where the winters are usually pretty brutal. I don't know what happened to this winter, but I'm not complaining. But um, you know, it's nice to be able to get outside and kind of just you know recollect yourself because I think that's obviously much closer to human nature too. And I think at a time where we're almost farther away from true human nature than we've ever been, and coincidentally, um, we're also the most diseased we've ever been, uh, it's, it's definitely a weird correlation, you know, and I find that being outside helps that. It definitely does. Um, you know, those are, those are two things. I like, to, I like to get the basics sorted out. Yeah. And when I, when I mean the basics, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about you know, stuff we learn to do. Uh, that we really don't have a choice in doing. And two of those things is learning to walk and learning to talk. Mm -hmm. From a young, we just, as soon as we can start doing it, which is pretty soon, uh, shortly after we show up on the scene, we start making noises. We start mimicking adults. We start putting two and two together and connecting dots about, you know, what these these interesting sounds are that are coming out of the people that are keeping me alive. Hmm. Might be a good idea to 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 uh, 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 learn, learn a little bit about that. Yeah. Follow oh, and, suit. And, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to do everything in my power as fast as I can to get off of my back and my stomach and get on my two little legs so I can walk around and keep up with these, these interesting big creatures. <laughs>
it's you know it's funny because you know it language is one of the first things we do learn but yet it's one of the most almost bastardized things in our culture especially you know our culture and you know i was wondering at what point did you realize that it was the language you were using that was hindering you and reaching your potential was there like a certain catalyst moment or was it just a slow progression over time you're the second person to ask me this today. Ah, it's great a, minds it's, think alike. <laughs> it's a great minds think alike. It, it, it was. It's a. It's a. It's a, a series of rememberings. Mm-hmm. It's a series of recollections. It comes in phases, uh, and 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 one of them. It, 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 it's it's like a piece to piece, here here we go. It's like a puzzle. <laughs> and and as you as you as you collect the pieces and you start putting the puzzle together, then, 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 then the, the bigger picture starts to become more and more clear. Mm-hmm. One of the most important, and if push came to shove, I would say the most important came when I was down. I, was li- I lived in Ecuador for a year and a half from 2011 to 2013 and I was having dinner with some friends one night down there and uh, this guy at the other other side other end of the table knew I was in the language game and he said uh, said, hey Mark you know what abracadabra means right and and yeah yeah, magic (laughs) and he goes he goes no he goes he goes it's Aramaic and it means with it's translated into from to, to with my word I create or with my word I influence. Mm. You've had these moments, everyone's had these moments where things stop and and you get the chill. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know what that is, Intuition, but I pay attention to it. Yeah, whatever it is, I I always pay attention to it too. <laughs> yeah, dude. I got the chill. I got the hair on the arm thing. Put the fork down. Went over and sat next to him. I said, tell me everything you know. And guess what? I Googled it. It's true. Abracadabra is Aramaic. And it is translated to with my word I create, with my word I influence. The metaphysicians of the day, also known as the teachers, knew that if they got that component of the story going right, that uh, uh, everything was so much easier. Otherwise, it's an uphill battle. They would triangulate abracadabra and wear it around their neck. To remind them of the power and the mechanism of the spoken word. It's it's so amazing too because you know with those words we create stories you know and those yes. stories I mean one of the most amazing things I've learned from you Mark is that of story work and the importance of uncovering these stories that many times are unconsciously running our lives. So could you speak to what story work is and how people might begin the journey of uncovering those stories if they don't, you know, they can't tell which ones might be running in the background of their life? Sure. Perfect. Story work is it's, it's all about becoming owners of our stories mm-hmm. as opposed to our stories owning us. How do you tell the difference? If you think about something. 
and you have a uh, uh, a constriction, a flinch. You know, part of you tightens up, tenses up. You can bet money that that's well, as far as the you know the context that we're we're setting for for this conversation. That story owns you. Yeah. That story owns you. Every time you think about it, you get that same reaction, even though you would love to feel better about it. And I say that confidently because I started, what, two, two plus years of, of presentations, workshops with that same one liner as, hey, everybody, thanks for coming. My name's Mark England. R- raise your hand if you know how you want to feel. And everybody raised their hand immediately because most people know how they want to feel. It's, it's, it's somewhere between good, great, connected, uh, empowered, and, 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 and happy. Very few people want to feel horrible. Very few. And very few people want to feel insecure. Very few people want to, to feel unlovable. And yet that happens more than, more than frequently. And so what we do with story work is there, we have a, a, a process, a very simple process of identifying these stories, writing them out, and, and taking them through a verbalization exercise. A few steps, you've seen it. Yep. And on the other side of it, people are breathing better. And if someone's breathing better, then, then they're, they're more comfortable with the situation and when someone is breathing better in them and they're more comfortable with a, with, with in, when they're remembering a story, it, <laughs> it's hard for me to, uh, uh, overstate this. It makes it a lot easier, Ryan, for people yeah. to change their mind about things. 100%. I couldn't agree more. And it's funny because one of the stories that I just recently uncovered with the help of, you know, you during our coaching call was actually not even the main story that we were focusing on. It was the whole talking fast one, you know, and it was mm. this story I had told myself that, you know, might seem minuscule, but it really did rule me, you know, for a long time, which was, you know, to seem smart, you have to talk really fast and just fire off words, you know, left and right. And you were like, that sounds like a machine gun. And I was like, you know, I've never really thought of it like that, but it, you know, really just freed me so much because then I was able to actually, because one of the things I told you I was struggling with was when I couldn't have, you know, when I didn't get the right word recall, I would beat myself up. And really, I realized it was because I was in a sympathetic dominant state, which was then causing me to be in fight or flight. And of course, I wasn't recalling words properly, because I was putting myself in this insane state, like I was getting chased by a tiger when I was trying to remember what I was talking about. (laughs) So it's amazing how much these stories, how small they can seem, but really how monumental they are when you uncover them. Indeed. And then all the great things that happen as a as a byproduct of uh, becoming more clear, you know, to keep the conversation simple, because I am at my core, a simple man. When, when, when someone gets clear, great things happen, also known as focus, mm. you know, someone who's clear and focused. When you think of a, of, of successful people, are they scattered and complex? Nope, definitely quite not. the opposite. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go back with the, to those words: clear and focused, man. Mm-hmm. It, and 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 uh, <clears throat> in my opinion, personal and professional, the most confusing thing that that we get our hands on is 
is the way that language is currently used by the general population. I agree. I came up in the public school system and I do have a degree in education. So I learned how to, to teach and I was taught and I did not have one class course or conversation on how my language influenced back to abracadabra, mm. how I saw myself. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't learn anything about how my language influences for better or for worse, how I feel about myself. Same thing. No, 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 no training about how my language over time. Well, how my language in the short term, immediate term influences my breathing mechanics and in the medium and long term influences my posture. You ever seen somebody with bad posture? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Some of that is a long standing bad, poor conversation with themselves about themselves. Yeah. Because it's mine just... was tight shoulders, dude. Oh, I get the tight neck. You know, that's what I used to have. And the tight jaw and the, the, um, the knot in my stomach. Yeah. It's, Words. It's, it's insane, you know, and really it's, it's crazy that, you know, we learn things like the Pythagorean theorem, you know, to joke about it, but it really is crazy that they, what they teach in the educational models, especially in this country are just very peculiar. You know, I mean, a lot of it doesn't really make any sense. Um, and I was wondering, I mean, do you tend to find that other countries have similar disempowering language styles? And if so, which country have you found to be the most wildly different? Like, is there any country that sticks out in your mind that has like a very different way of talking? Good question. Hmm. Good questions. So <laughs> like I mentioned, I lived in Ecuador for, uh, for a little while and I did about 10 presentations maybe between 10 and 12 presentations to uh, exclusively uh, uh, Spanish-speaking audiences. And I had a UN-grade translator. And the, the pattern for conflict language, so conflict language in, in the English language matched perfectly to conflict language in, the, in, in Spanish. They had the projections, they had the negations, and they had the soft talk. Okay. Uh, that's the only other language that I've, I've done uh, enough work with through someone who's an expert translator, real time, like a UN, UN grade translator. They're good Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to have a professional opinion about it. What I can say is there's, there are only so many ways that someone can piss themselves off in French. Yeah. There's only so many ways that someone can piss themselves off in German. You pick a language and there's going to be a way of using it that is going to be inflammatory and constrictive in nature. And there's also going to be a way of using it that is that is expansive and and down regulatory, expansive and empowering. That's what we're doing with the English language. We have in our words mapped out a subset of the English language that people use accidentally because of a lack of education about how their language influences them for better or for worse to talk themselves out of opportunity to beat themselves up relentlessly in their imagination make themselves small and inconsequential to to create excess amounts of indecision and fear and to to add insult to injury blame other people excessively 
and outside circumstances. And over time, people get addicted to that process. And and then and then it just keeps on going. We we gift it to the next generation. Yeah, and we tell, you know, it's it's crazy because I always, you know, I always bring it back to Star Wars, you know, because I feel like that was, uh, you know, mm. my first lesson in, you know, good versus evil. And uh, really, it's the fact that you can get energy from multiple places as a human being. You can be positive and get energy from happiness, but you can also get energy from being negative. I mean, when I look online right now, there's maybe one out of 20 people on my, you know, Instagram or Facebook that are talking about a positive side to this whole, you know, ordeal we're going through right now. But there's 19 people that are talking about, oh, you know, this could happen. What if this happens? And everyone's just feeding into it, you know. And it took me a while to realize that, you know, I'm like, why are these people doing this, you know. But it made me realize, like, that's because they're getting energy from it. They don't know how to get energy because they don't spend their time and, you know, self-care. They don't do a lot of the things that we take for granted as, you know, being into self-development. You know, it's just it's very uh, it's very interesting seeing how how language can really just, you know, pretty much make or break someone. Take out the pretty much language. Mm. Someone's language makes or breaks them. Period. Yep. And it's usually somewhere in between. Yeah. The most successful people that we know. Bet the house that their language is very different than the most unsuccessful people that we know. Mm-hmm. And going back to, to other uh, other languages and cultures and and how they use their language, what I can say, I find I I, I think about this once a month. Is that in my personal and professional opinion, I've had the chance to do some traveling, and I've given presentations on. Uh, in a, in, a, in a number of different countries to a number of different audiences. And you know what happens every time I bring up the word abracadabra? Mm-hmm. Everybody goes to magic. I did. The first time I heard it, I said magic. <laughs> in my opinion, it's the most well-recognized word on the planet. And it is a sleeping giant. It, I couldn't have said that better myself. I mean, it really, you know, it's funny because I think of this often, you know, where it's it's those saying those words and those sayings that we say so much that we just it eventually we don't even really know what they mean. You know, like I always joke about that whole live, laugh, love thing that's so corny. But when it really comes down to it, like if you live and you laugh and you love, that's pretty much, you know, what life should be about. So it's funny how I think what you're speaking of with abracadabra is that it's very similar. You know, it originally meant something that people really understood and they took seriously. And now it's kind of just like ah, magic, you know, and it's not like anyone magic. Yeah, just <laughs> it's not like anyone discounts it, but they're just like, I don't know what, it, you know, just magic. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. You know, I think about that often about the different things that we um, we kind of just, you know, become numb to, especially in relation to language. Indeed, man. I've seen, I've seen, I see, I get to, I get to watch people's faces. I'm on the other side mm. in one sense, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on stage looking at people's faces as I walk them through a conversation about conversation. <laughs> and when we get to the point, when we get to the abracadabra piece of the puzzle dude light bulbs go off (laughs) and you know what 
they go off for kids too. Kids get it. Yeah. And that's how you, that's how, if anyone's listening to this and you have children, that's how you start the conversation with them about how powerful their words are, about how powerful their language is. And when I say language, so, so we're clear, I'm talking about our internal dialogue and what we say and what we write. So internal and external, that's language, three mm-hmm. things. Tell them, hey, kids, hey. When I say abracadabra, what do you immediately think of? Magic. Oh, my gosh, it's even better than that. <laughs> and then and then, and then, you got a conversation going, one that you can have with your children for a long time. We've got uh, we've got we got parents. We got we got parents teaching their kids this stuff. And what they're coming back and saying is that, you know, my parent, my, my kids are they just there's so much they, they listen so much better. And I'm I'm in I'm in such a better mood. You know why the, the parents are in such a better mood? Because they're. You ever heard a parent say this? I hate repeating myself. <laughs> yep. They're repeating themselves in negations. You can't do that. Stop doing that. Don't talk back to me. Every time I say "Don't talk back to me," I upset myself first. Yeah. Then I make the picture of them talking back to me and then they're making the picture of them talking back to me. And so we're all making the same. We're all on the same page because we're using the same language. And then and then conflict ensues. Tension. Tension is created. And that tension, you know, is day in, day out, day after day, week after week, month after month, et cetera. And then we wonder why we all feel, need the third cup of coffee, you know, by 11 a.m. <laughs> it, yeah, it aggregates itself. Yeah. And perpetuates itself. Yeah. So vocabularies, it's, I mean, yeah, of course I'm partial. I'm one of the co-founders. It's fun. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's very empowering. It's very practical, as in you can practice it. And it's also very challenging. Yeah. I, I can 100% attest to that. I mean, you know, I've done a lot of different, you know, programs and uh, they've all been helpful in one way, shape or form. But I honestly, and this is, you know, my true words, nothing has helped me more than vocabulary and the teachings that you've given me uh, via podcast and now, you know, in the way of the enlisted athlete, because, you know, my language is what shapes my whole entire world. So everything, my love for music, my love for self-development, everything starts with language. And a lot of things that I thought were helping me a lot more than they were actually helping me, like exercise and things of that nature, what I found is that when I actually examined the language I was using with myself, it was so negative. I mean, you know, come on, you know, pussy, you were doing more yesterday, that kind of stuff that we, we know, as men especially, we think that's what we have to do, you know. Yeah. Um, we come from, you know, use anger during your workout, and it's like that is how you really hurt yourself because that anger and that negativity has a physiological effect on your nervous system. And then you're trying to do deadlifts? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> 100%. And, and you're breathing poorly. Yeah. And, and then guess what happens when you leave the gym? Some of that, some of that stays in place, man. Like I would, I would, I would go in and, and train as hard as possible, as violent as possible. And then I'd walk out of the gym. Yeah. I I took some of this, I took some, I let off some steam and I just, I, 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 I taught myself how to be hard and mean and then harder and meaner and meaner and harder until i broke myself and then then i'm just sitting with that 
yeah version it's... of myself with no outlet dude <laughs> not fun zero out of ten would not recommend <laughs> no 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 i almost didn't make it out man yeah and it was it was, it was a nail biter yeah and it's, you know, it's masochistic in a way, too. I mean, you know, we're supposed to be worshiping our bodies. And I'm the same way, man. Like, I, you know, once I learned to push past my boundaries, you know, of course, it feels great to get, you know, a little extra oomph in. But, I mean, when you're, you know, failing and your muscles are fatiguing and you're just like, nope, I got to get through to this certain rep count that I have in my head that my mind is creating, you know, it just, it, it can become a very slippery slope very fast and have diminished So I prove to myself that I'm not good enough. Yes, Yes. Excuse me. So I proved to my yes that I'm not that I, I am uh, that I am good enough. Mm-hmm. So I, I I can I can I can I can rest for a day. That's what I was. That's what I was doing. I was going in there and and trying to prove that I I just a double negation <laughs> that I wasn't not good enough that I was good enough. And. You know, it's funny because I see so many athletes that do this and they're some of the ones that like, you know, they're like fit, sick people, you know, they look great, but like, they're just broken, you know, mentally, physically. Yes. It's, I'm sure you've seen a lot of it too, especially work with Mike too. I know he's gone through his own, you know, dark night of the soul of, you know, related to exercise and whatnot. And, you know, I'm sure that's a lot of how we got in the, the way of the unlifted athlete with you. But it's, you know, it's running rampant, you know, and I think people innately think they're doing something good for themselves when really they're actually just hurting themselves in the long run. Yeah, we, we lived that. Yeah, we lived that. And yeah. uh, uh, that's why we that's why we built the way of the enlisted athlete is, is to help people have longer, more successful, fulfilling uh, 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 athletic careers. And now I'm not talking about professional careers. I'm just, I'm talking about, you know, exercise, being in shape and, and doing it well and enjoying the process for mm, 60 years. Yeah. Sustainable. Sustainability. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's, there is zero sustainability in waking up and, uh, washing down, uh, two ha- a handful of ripped fuel with with a glass of ultimate orange okay right. those are pre-workouts from like 20 years ago people this they would not there you, you somebody would piss hot like crazy i didn't know what i was taking <laughs> but uh, you, you you wouldn't pass a ufc drug test on those things i guarantee that and i would do that for breakfast man and you think i'm kidding i'm not kidding the only time I took a day off was when I was too hungover to train yeah. and I could, I would almost squeak one out. I'd almost always get myself in there, but that, that's, it's dude, scary. You know, it's, it's, it was, it was really scary. Now yeah. that I, I look back on it and I think back on it, it's just weird, dude. Well, because you think of it, right? And it's like, you know, we understand, like, alcohol addiction to be a bad thing. We understand drug addiction to be a bad thing. But there's also, like, things that can be seen as a positive that actually turn into a negative, like exercise addiction, you know? I mean, a lot of why I was addicted to exercise was a lot of feelings of incompetency and lack of self-worth and lack of self-love. And that actually led to me getting injured a lot, as I'm sure, you know, you had the same, you know, end result. Join the club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm right. I'm, I'm in your club. We're in yeah. the same club. Yeah. And it's crazy because I feel like a lot of this stems from stress of one sort or the other. And being is how stress is one of the biggest killers in the whole world, both of happiness and of life in general. 
What would you say an effective way to decrease stress quickly, no matter what situation you may be in, would be? Slow down your rate of speech. Ah, yes. <laughs> Back to that. Yep. So I get asked from time to time when talking about language, where do I start with this? Can you give us, can you, can you, can you uh, give me one thing to do? When I'm asked that question, I say, slow down your rate of speech just for a little while and feel the difference. And then connect a couple of dots between what you think and say, because you have extra space. You literally have breathing room. It's so important. You know? So important. It really it's, is. It's it's the slower you 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 talk, <clears throat> excuse me, the better you're going to breathe, yeah. and and you know if you you play the game long enough, what you'll find is that you say less and get more done. Hell yeah, I couldn't agree more. Mm, it's so nice, man. <laughs> because what you say, you can you can you can play the the guitar differently. Okay, you can play the notes differently. You say less, you inflect better. You emphasize better. You're also a better listener, too. So communication goes way up. So instead of having a, a monologue, you're having more dialogues. Yeah. And when it comes to a, something specific, and to make these points really ring true, hit home, uh, I prefer to have people with pen and paper. So if you're listening to this podcast, and if you're driving, just do the mental exercises. Uh, if, you, if, if you have access to pen and paper, write this sentence down. I guess it's like I'm making a lot of excuses. You know where this is going. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you're in for I guys. guess. Yeah. I guess it's like I'm making a lot of excuses. And then take out the guess and the like. I'm making a lot of excuses. You just took out a couple of, of, of soft talk keywords. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is where people create the majority of their indecision. No one likes prolonged bouts of indecision. It's stressful. It's uncomfortable. And the, the, the excess stress from excess indecision it comes from soft talk keywords you know maybe uh maybe i need to spend more time with the kids when someone says may if someone's thinking that they might need to spend some more time with the kids or maybe they should do something nice for the wife they know they should yeah, they're just afraid of the accountability attached to it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's almost like I'm drinking too much coffee, Ryan. <laughs> almost, right? <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, what else is scary is I take that out and then I have to own it. Yeah. And I think that's the main issue is that I think a lot of people are nervous and a lot of people are scared of what it really means to own it. But at the end of the day, they're going to look back on their deathbed if, you know, at the time they get there and they're going to be faced with an issue 10 million times larger, which is 
regret, coulda, shoulda, woulda. I mean, that is, to me, so much scarier. And that's something that I'm so fortunate and grateful to have recognized at an early age. A lot of, you know, you know, in big part by the help of you and your teachings is that, you know, I would much rather hold myself accountable and every once in a while come up short and then be okay with it. Because I know I'm going to go out tomorrow and try my hardest. And as long as you try your best every day, that's all you can really ask yourself. Yeah, deathbed regrets, that's... You're absolutely right. That's scary. Yeah, That's scary. I, I I know how I want to go. I, I want to. I if I get the opportunity to have a a moment of reflection before I leave, leave. I want to look back. And I want to say, cool. <laughs> That's it. Mine's That's similar. my word. Mine was rad, you know, so we're on the same boat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if you had one word to say on your deathbed, what would it be? And then work backwards. What do you have to do to be able to authentically say that? What? Can I drop an F-bomb on here? Hell yeah. What a motherfucker of a question, man. Reverse engineer that shit. <laughs> Seriously. What do you have to do to go out with, with a – with with giving yourself a nod yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that is the goal my man that is the goal <laughs> so so i know you have a hard stop time so i want to get to um uh where people can find you to learn more about you uh learn about vocabulary learn more about the way of the enlisted athlete and anything else you might have going on cool man yep Instagram, Mark England 2020. It's a free language school. Yeah, I post, and the post will uh, it'll 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 help you connect dots with what you think and what you say. And it's a you know it's a long game play. And we also have a lot of fun over there. And if you want to, if you're in the fitness industry, if you're if you're uh, into the, the in the whole fitness lifestyle and things like that, and you like to laugh, if you don't like to laugh, don't go anywhere near this thing. Okay. I mean that. The way of the enlifted athlete. www.enlifted.me and take the free uh, complimentary lesson for the, that online course. It's called Road to Hell Motivators. And if you take that free lesson and you don't laugh, message me and I'll think of something. I can attest to that, guys. This program is amazing. It's the one I'm currently in, and it is so kick-ass. Not only do you get Mark, you know, one-on-one, and you also get him many weeks when you laugh a lot, but you also get to, you know, to be a part of a great community of like-minded individuals who are just hell-bent on bringing their best foot forward in every day of life, you know, and that's, I think, the most important thing. And if someone could only pick one thing to highly optimize their life, besides language, because we've already gone over that, what would you mm-hmm. what would you suge- suggest that would have the biggest impact on their life? Yeah, go on more walks without devices. Nice. And, some... and do it in the morning. You want to set the set setting the tone for the day. We've all heard that. Mm-hmm. Just get out, get out, get out the house. Wake up. One of the weirdest things to me when I started doing that, like literally, I'm out the door in ten minutes. Yeah. From the time I make my bed, thanks Jordan Peterson, to the time I put my shoes on, it's I'm out the door in 10 minutes and I wake up as I walk. Okay? When I started doing that, I was I, I was watching what other people were doing, which is getting out of bed and sitting down. Oh man, isn't that crazy? It's weird, dude. It is so and guess weird. what? They're sitting down and watching something. 
yeah, tuning into social media and getting just like drilled with negativity. <laughs> yeah, and in a and in a and 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 in great posture too. Yeah, You're right. Not slumping over and like it's like no, yeah. that looks so wrong. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Oh, that's and wrong's a strong word, everybody. It's just here's the deal: do it three days in a row. Let's make this. Let's, let's chunk this down, as they say. I don't know who they are, but somebody says that. Chunks, chunk, chunking things down, making them more. Three days in a row. Here's my. Here's the marking on walk challenge. Walking challenge. Three mornings in a row. Go for a 45-minute walk. First things first. No devices, and then you can make up your own mind. Hell yeah. I, I agree, guys. It is amazing what these walks can do for you and your mind. So, guys, if you know anything about me, you know how crazy I am in my language practice and how much I truly believe in the fact that what we speak, we really do create. To say Mark has been influential in me becoming the person I am today would be an understatement. From the first time I heard him on a podcast and looked up vocabulary, I was hooked. I cannot begin to express to each one of you enough just how much vocabulary can assist you in reaching any goal you have in life as the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves really do make or break us. Please do yourselves a favor and look Mark up, watch his TEDx talk, and reach out to him to inquire about all of the latest programs and ways in which he can help you become the next best version of yourself. Mark, thank you again for coming on the Highly Optimized Podcast. Much love over to you, my brother, and to all the listeners. Thank you for tuning in, and until next time, namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, dot com, and book your complimentary call today. 
I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show and I'm wishing you the best day ever.